and welcome to episode number seven of the Golf Front Podcast. My name is Brett Bevilacqua. I'm a realtor with Carolina Property Sales in Southern Pines, North Carolina, and I love golf. Eight miles from downtown Pinehurst, you will find Foxfire, two courses, the Gray and the Red Fox. Both courses at Foxfire were designed by Gene Hamm in 1968. Hamm got his start in golf course design with Robert Trent Jones. He built and designed over 60 courses, including Beacon Ridge from episode number six, and the Magnolia course at Pine Wild Country Club. Ham also won three professional golf tournaments, the 1966 North Carolina Open and the 77 and 78 Carolina PGA Senior Opens. Today, I'm going to talk about the Red Fox course. Red Fox is a par 72 and over 6,700 yards from the back tees and about 6,330 yards from the whites. Red Fox has a rating of 72.6 and a slope of 133 from the back with a rating of 70.6 and a slope of 127 from the white tees. It also has Bermuda greens and Bermuda fairways. The Red Fox course starts off easy with a very wide fairway for a very average length par four. I felt like I've played this hole dozens of times at courses from this era and earlier. That's not a knock. It is comforting and I like a good warm-up hole. I really like a first hole that gives the player a lot of room and isn't too long, and the Red Fox course certainly delivers in that department. The only thing that will get you in trouble on the first hole are the greenside bunkers, which are front right, center left, and back right. The second hole, on the other hand, is a beast. If the wind is coming down the hill on the second fairway, and it often is, good luck on trying to carry your tee shot over the lake. The risk reward is just too much, and it won't really save you that much yardage there is plenty of room and fairway to the right of the water. That will leave you an uphill shot where you will probably need to club up to get to the green. There's a large bunker front left and another bunker to the right of the green. The green, at least the right side, is sloped from back to front. This 400 yard par four is really quite challenging. On the third, you can take out your revenge on the water hazard. Off the elevated tee box, medium to long players should have little trouble clearing the lake. If you do, you will shave a good 30 yards off this medium length par four. From the lake, it is all uphill to a green that is protected by bunkers on the right and left sides. Like the previous hole, you will need to play a bit more club than the yardage indicates to get up the hill. The green is heavily sloped back to front. The fourth is a lengthy par five that runs uphill and is really tough to get there in two. There are a pair of bunkers on both the left and right side of the fairway. The green is a little more friendly than the second and third hole, but there are two very large bunkers to the left and the right and another bunker back right of the green. The fifth is a slightly uphill par three with bunkers front, back, left, and right. It is open and like the second hole, the wind really plays a factor off the tee. The sixth and seventh are both long par fours. Six is straight away with a lot of room in the rough, but watch out for the very large bunker to the right and a pair of small bunkers to the left. An erratic drive that misses the fairway could spell trouble between the mounds, the bunkers, and a handful of trees that line the fairway. The sixth green is protected by three bunkers, one up front and then a pair flanking the green. The green is wide but not very deep, making six a very difficult hole to par. The seventh is similar in length but differs in layout, with a bunker in the fairway and another left that will take a big drive to reach. Unlike six, the seventh dog legs to the right for the final 70 yards or so and is protected by three bunkers, though the seventh green is much deeper and therefore an easier green to successfully navigate on your approach shot. The eighth is a fun, slightly uphill par three. It plays a little longer than the card would indicate and you really need to avoid the bunker in front of the green. 
I really enjoy the ninth hole. A 500-yard-ish par 5 that has an extreme dogleg right, of which the first few hundred yards run downhill. For the player who isn't afraid to go for it, a tee shot over the trees just needs to make it to the rough, and then the ball will roll to the middle of the fairway. I tee up my ball high on 9 and let it rip, leaving about 200 yards to the pin. The downside with getting there in 2 is the bunker directly in front of the green. Though small, it seems to have a magnetic effect on any shot I try to get there in two. If that's not enough, there are also bunkers left, right, and in back of the green. The one saving grace is this green, though quick, is more or less level. The 10th is a short uphill par 5 that you see so often in the sandhills. I really enjoy these type of holes. Aside from two very deep bunkers on either side of the fairway, there is nothing that will get you in trouble on the 10th. There are also a pair of bunkers, one up front and the other to the left, protecting this back-to-front sloped green. The 11th is one of those holes that is totally dependent on your tee shot. A good tee shot and par is possible. A bad tee shot and you'll be praying for a triple bogey. It is a nearly 400-yard downhill par 4. It plays a lot shorter and will boost your ego if you get a hold of your tee shot. There is a water hazard to the right of the green that isn't reachable from the tee. One thing to watch out for is a tree just into the rough on the left. If you don't go center or right side of the fairway, you won't get to the green in two. At 550 yards from the whites, though it feels like 800, the 12th is a nightmare of a hole. Off the tee there is a pond and a hill which shouldn't pose too much of a problem, but I can never seem to hit a decent drive on 12 no matter what I do. Even with a great drive, you are still a long way to the green and I get caught up in trying to crush my second shot and that usually puts me in the woods. The thing about the 12th is it feels tighter than the rest of the course. Then if that wasn't enough, the green is aggressively sloped, it is such a tough par, and truthfully, it is a round wrecker. The 13th is the shortest of the par 3s, in fact the only of the 4 par 3s that I would consider short. There are five bunkers protecting the green, and they are all easy to find. The 14th is the shortest and final par 5 on the course. It seems dainty after playing the 12th. Even with not your best drive of the day, it can still be reached in two, and there is a bank on the left that will kick stray shots back into the fairway. The green is mostly level, and for me, this may be the easiest hole on the course. As with the 6th and 7th on the front, the 15th and 16th seem very similar. The 15th can best be described as a medium-length par 4, and aside from the five bunkers protecting the green, doesn't offer the same challenge as most of the rest of the course's par 4s. 16 feels like deja vu, though the fairway is considerably tighter and the green is shaped like a light bulb, making the front pin placement quite tricky, with bunkers both front right and front left. The 17th is a par 3 that plays about 175 yards from the whites. It has a large green and an even larger bunker front left. The 18th is a good finishing hole. It is a dogleg right just shy of 400 yards from the whites. If you can carry the bunker on the right-hand side, you'll be set up for a short iron to a very friendly green. Initially, I didn't like Foxfire's Red Fox course, but other than the unforgiving 11th and the endless 12th, it is a very fun course to play. I probably wouldn't have played it again because of all the other courses we have here in the Sandhills, but I'm glad I did, and I look forward to going back. The greens were excellent, the layout, aside from a few holes, is a real good time. With green fees anywhere from $30 to about $50 depending on time of year and time of day, the Red Fox course is really an incredible value. Check out their website at Foxfire Resort and Golf for more information and sign up for special deals. You can also reach them at 910-295-5555. 
Foxfire and the rest of the Jackson Springs area has something for everyone, from modest homes in the 200s to million dollar horse farms and everything in between. There is no shortage of golf front property on either of the Foxfire courses. If you want to know more about properties in Foxfire or anywhere else in the Sandhill, give me a call or text at 845-365-3665 or send me an email to brett, B-R-E-T-T, at hmpfilms.com. We can discuss golf or real estate or better yet, play 18 and talk real estate. Once again, I'm Brett Bevilacqua with Carolina Property Sales. See you next time when I head back to Pinehurst to play the Magnolia at Pine Wild Country Club.